Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just the Cheese, Please. I'm your host, Adam. I'm here with your other host, Tara J. How are you doing today, Tara? I'm great. And we have a special guest today on the show. Do you want to make the introduction? Sure. Uh, all the way from Anchorage, Alaska, is my sister, Darcy. Hi, Darcy. Woo! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> She's going to join us and give a little, maybe a little fresh perspective on the movie today. Yeah, yeah. So how are you doing, Darcy? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. So today, this week, our pick was Summer School, 1987 movie with Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley, directed by uh, Carl Reiner. The late great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. And um, was this, uh, I guess, first thing we usually do is we go through a little bit of the history each of us has with this movie. So I guess we'll we'll start with Darcy, if that's all right. Yeah. Darcy, do you have any history with this movie? I'm I'm curious, too, actually, because I don't know. I know that you know it, but I don't know if you if like how much you know it. Um, I definitely saw it when I was younger, but there's so much that you miss, like, you know, like nuances and just adult stuff that you kind of goes over your head when you're younger and you watch something. Um, And you think you get it. But then you're like, wow, I didn't get this at all. (laughs) This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, not really any impactful history to know. I feel like that's probably the story of a lot of movies. Like what we watch when we're younger that we do, we are like most of the time, like I did not get how weird that was or how sexual that was or how like messed up that was when you're, you know, when you're older, you see it, but yeah, that's definitely been a, like a theme with a running theme with us. With yeah. Movies. Yeah. This movie in particular, I think there a lot that went over my head. So what about you, Taro? Uh, what about your history? Um, I loved this movie. I don't really know why. I mean, it's still funny to me. I was watching. I was definitely like chuckling quite a bit. Um, I love, you know, two of the characters are my favorite because I was I've been into horror and scary stuff since I was little. So they were like the coolest thing. You know, the two Dave and Chainsaw, which we'll get into later. You know, certain scenes that I just I remember so vividly. And I just I don't know. I really, really like this movie, even when I was young. I think I saw it the first time when I was like nine or something. So it's yeah, a lot went over my head, but it was still pretty red. Yeah, I I also love this movie as a kid. Um, I didn't really think it was a great movie. It was just one of those movies that I thought was fun to watch. But I just just really enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't know any of the people in it. I didn't even know who Dan Harmon or Kirstie Alley was at the time. Um, It was just something that was fun. But I really didn't give it a second thought until years later. I just once in a while a scene would pop into my head, especially a scene with those two those two guys who are the the horror loving guys. Love them. Those guys always stuck out to me as my favorite when I was a kid because they were just into all the gross stuff, you know. So yeah, I guess um, we want to usually go through the plot first or the premise of it. Darcy, do you want to do that? <gasps> oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about what the movie's about? Talk about what the what the plot of the movie was. Oh my god! Okay, so, um, kind of a a younger gym teacher. Like, um, they're definitely in California. Yes, they must be. And it's like the last day of school, which I thought was funny. Like they're they're literally counting down the seconds until the end of the day. I'm like, oh, that's a great use of your time, everyone. <laughs> um, I have so, lots to say about that, but yeah. later. <laughs> So everyone gets out and then um, there's this one administrator who, um, or one of the summer, the teacher that's supposed to teach summer school, he wins a scratch off card. He wins like 50 grand and he's like, can I, can I curse on here? Or no? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's like, fuck y'all. I'm out of here. <laughs> he leaves. And then this one administrator who I thought for the first 30 minutes was Steve Carell. And then I'm like, he does look Carell. right. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't, I couldn't tell. I legit thought of Steve Carell. He, he finally finds the, the, the gym teacher who's like got his ticket to Hawaii in his shirt pocket and he's ready to go. But he gets stuck teaching remedial English. And he's like, I'm not a teacher. He actually says that. He says, I'm not a teacher. I teach gym, which I thought was also yeah. interesting. Um, so he gets this kind of gang of like uh, misfits, like kind of all like one girl's pregnant. One girl like just wants to surf. Just like kind of all of these like wide range of students who just have kind of fallen through the cracks or just don't care or they're like drinking all the time or whatever. Um, and he he figures out kind of what they want. Um, he enlists some help from his friend, uh, Kirstie Alley, who's so hot in this movie. Oh my God. She is. Yeah. She's, She's so young. It's so weird. I know. Uh, and um, they kind of yeah, like, appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Like, um, cause that means I don't have to say it, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so hot. Um, so they team up and he, she helps him kind of figure out like how to get them motivated. And he finally, he does all these crazy like things for them and kind of gets them to buy in, basically bribes all of them, which works as well. So they like, they pull together, they study and most of them end up passing this test at the end of the year. But I think the end, like what I took away, well, I took a lot of things away, but one of the big things I took away was like, I love how they focused on like, it wasn't just about them passing the test at the end. It was about like how they actually improved and like tried. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and that was like the end when they were like in his office and everyone was like cheering. So mm -hmm. some of them failed still, but some of them passed. So, and then he was like, and then at the end he got together with Christy Alley and they're having that um, scene. What, what's the, what's that scene from? And, Endless, endless summer. Endless summer. That's right. Endless endless summer. Summer. Yeah, yeah, like the the joke, like scene at the end, and they're kissing in the water. So they get together. Everyone's happy. Happy ending. Boom. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, then we uh, usually we'll try to grow chron chronologically through it because that's like how we take notes normally. We'll go through the movie. Talk about we some try, of the particular scenes. Yeah, we try, right? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it goes back and forth. So, <laughs> um, so I got a question because it the the movie opens up on a beach and there's a plane flying over with an advertisement for <laughs> Bod Butter Sunspread, yeah. and it's it's like a couple of seconds it spends on. Is that a pro a real product or was that only for this movie? Uh, that I didn't look that up. I don't know. We could easily find out though. I don't think so. It's just funny, you know. They, it's, I think it's just supposed to be silly. Is it? Why? <laughs> but butter? Bod butter. I feel like that could be a real product, no? It might be. I don't know. Yeah. No, okay. All right. It could be. It's possible. And then the, their, their truant officer, I thought that this, it was a cop who was coming to speak to all of them because he's dressed like a policeman, but he's apparently like a truant officer at the school. Oh, right. But, well, Is that wait. how normal truant officers dress? <laughs> I first of all, a truant officer isn't usually in the school walking around like that. Like that's like a security guard, but he was handing out tickets. Mm -hmm. So I, like that's like one of the first things in my notes. I'm like, is he a cop? Is he? He was like literally giving people tickets for stuff. Like you're doing this, or you have a book, or I don't know. I, I it was just weird. I'm like, why is this guy dressed like a cop? Like handing out tickets to the students. I didn't 
I'm not sure because I don't think we ever had that in our school and I've never heard of it before. So maybe it's an 80s California thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not a true officer, but I'm just that's just the first thing that popped in my mind of like someone who is called officer or dressed like a cop who might be in a school. I mean, like truancy is usually if you don't go to school, he was like handing out tickets for people who were in school, but like for stuff. I don't I have no idea. He was handing out tickets for them to come see the principal, I think. Right. And then like some girl gave a book back and it was dirty. So he gave her a ticket. I don't know. It was it didn't really make a whole lot of sense that one. But that's I definitely took note of that. I was like, that was, it was kind of weird. It's also super ironic because like my first impression was, is this a cop? And it's ironic now because there are cops in, in school. Yeah, there are now. Yeah. And like there weren't that like when I was in school, there weren't any police like that. Like the police didn't have the presence they do now. And, and yeah, no, like, definitely it not. Was, it's interesting to think about that as well. Wow. But they're not, I'm sure they're not handing out tickets to come see the principal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been in school. Hopefully they're stopping bad things from happening. Yeah. But um, like what Darcy said when they were like counting down, I'm like, I don't remember the end of school. I mean, it's just so funny how like <laughs> 80s movies are so unique and like amazing in the way that the depiction of teenagers, and I'm sure that there's true, some truth to it, but it's always school is like party time you know, people are like doing what kind of whatever and they're just, they're not paying attention to teachers and they're not like listening. And these kids are all like throwing away their books and like screaming and yelling and running up and down the halls and then like trampling over each other to get out of the building. Like it didn't work like that when I was in high school. Like we didn't like that, you know, like it was like, okay, it's the last day of school, but I always feel like you had to go back for a test or go back for this. Like it was never like a big collective, like, wow, we're out of school. Oh my God. You know, like it's just, yeah. It's so exaggerated. It's just so funny. I love, I will, that's one of the, like, one of the things I love about 80s movies. It's like the over-exaggeration of um, reactions and like, te- especially te- with teenagers. It's, it's hilarious. Right. Yeah. Usually like the last day we'd either play games or watch movies. Like we all, us and the teacher both knew that there was nothing to be done. So a lot of times they tried to make it fun, which was fine. You know? So it wasn't like we were aching to get out of there when the bell rang. It was, it was a bullshit day. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I don't think she was getting a ticket for handing back a dirty book. I think it was just a coincidence that he found her in line handing back a dirty book. But he already had a, a – he was passing out notes to all the people who failed the English test to come see the principal because they were going to have to go to summer school. But that know, was like that determined beforehand. Because it just sort of seemed like random. But I, I didn't really think of that. Like when I looked at the people he was giving it, giving it to, I just kind of thought it was that because it was like the main characters of the movie and we don't really care about anybody else. Mm-hmm which is another thing that I have to, we'll talk about later. Um, the, I have to say, the, <laughs> I think that kids now would never know at all where Chainsaw and Dave worked. Oh my God! They oh, would have, oh, absolutely, they'd be like, why are they in a little hut in the middle of a parking lot? Like, what are they doing? If you were 25 years old, I guarantee you have absolutely no idea what that is. Like, uh, no clue. That would be the coolest high school job yeah <laughs> working at the photo and like when they were going through and they're like this guy's an artist they're like he's got all those different shapes like the girl was cooking naked but he had all mm-hmm. yeah. different shapes like he's like look at the composition on this <laughs> and you know that people that worked at those places totally did that to yeah, your pictures right like- <laughs> i know i was like thinking because i still get my i still shoot film and i still drop like drop it off i mean it's different now because everything's like can be scanned onto your flash drives or whatever, but people are looking at my stuff 
And I just, can it's you, funny. To can listen. you do it at like CVS now or something? Or no. is that only for digital cameras? I don't know. I, I go to like a specialty lab just because I live in the middle of nowhere. Do it as like a, <laughs> well, that too, but it's also like my art. So I don't just like drop it. Off. I don't just take it to like Costco or something. It's like, yeah. It's a thing. I think you can still do certain things. You can put like a like a drive into one of the machines. I believe that um, like a CVS or something. I think from a digital camera. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they. I don't even know if you can still buy those disposable cameras. I don't know. But I thought that was really funny because I was like, that's so like it's so eighties that they work there, and it's such a like a high school job, and it's kids would never know what this is. They would be like, what are they doing? And I just I love that. I never even thought of that, but yeah, that's true. Do they say what they're doing other, other than the fact that they're in this small enclosure looking through pictures? Well, they show it like an exterior shot of it and it says like, oh, they do. Matter, you know, whatever those are called, you know? Yeah. So they do show it. So like you knew what it was then. Okay. Yeah. And they, they never ever gave you back the pictures in like a sealed, sealed envelope. It was just like a fold over envelope. So you knew that they handled those pictures individually. So yeah, of course, if you dropped off a roll there with naked, naked girls on it, they're going to go through <laughs> it's it. getting looked at. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy, this teacher, the teacher who wins the lottery and, and, and quits, that's Carl Reiner. That was the director. That was him. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. He won 50000 And I know it's the 80s, so it was like 40 or 33 years ago. But really, is 50000 enough to make you not only not teach summer school, but quit your job by like cursing out your boss, even back then? Yeah, I think that's also, we can, we can maybe just read into that a little bit, like, there's some people who really like are unhappy with their jobs so much. Like they like the littlest thing will push them kind of over and be like, I finally have the, like they're looking for something to like empower them to like actually do what they want. So they're like, Oh, like I won, like maybe it doesn't even have to be that much or more like depending on the person. But that's kind of what I thought. Cause like, no 50,000, you would have fun for a while, but I mean, it's going to run out, you know? I mean, that would be like your yearly salary, maybe, you know, like it's not enough to like live <laughs> off forever. So I just read into that, like he was like just ready to go anyway. That's, <laughs> that scene escalates so quick. Like he walks into that office and they're like yelling at each other by like the third sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he leaves after like five sentences. He didn't care. He was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. You suck. Yeah. And bye. It's what I love about 80s movies. Cause a lot of times the premise is set up in like five minutes. And then a lot of times it also concludes so abruptly in the last five minutes. You ever watch like an old movie and then you're like, this movie only has five minutes left and they're still like in the middle of the climax. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know and it's like usually you deliver the last punch and then it's like credits or something like it's just the movie the setup and the and the the end of the movies are it was so quick and this movie to me sets up very very quickly yeah i felt that way i was like there's 15 minutes left of the movie and i don't remember like it being resolved yet but then it was resolved and then credits are rolling it's yeah exactly it's very true and how is that i the all the different students in the class they all they, they did a good job of giving them all in unique personalities i think they're all very very different people yes. yeah but how is that nerdy guy not smart i was always, i wondered that when i was a kid too i was like if he he probably would be you know but you know not everybody nerdy has to be smart i guess it's just kind of a dork but i used to think that too i'm like if we if there was someone like that in our school he would probably be in like all those smart classes mm -hmm. just yeah. he just would be you know and but he seemed to understand the like the finer points of collective bargaining. He goes to this whole thing with the teacher about like yeah management and unions. Oh, he was and, like the foreman of the group. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "This is our demands. This is what we want. 
this is what's going to happen. But he can't pass a remedial English exam? Yeah. <laughs> different kinds of intelligences, Adam. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have to understand the English language on a remedial basis in order to have a conversation about uh, negotiations. But I don't know. Maybe not. That's why it's not in the 80s. <laughs> Yeah. And when he's when he's loading his bags in the car, like everyone's trying to get out of the parking lot, all the teachers, because they don't want to be asked to do summer school. Mm -hmm. And he's got all these bags and it takes him so long to pack the car. And where did those bags come from? Why are they not already packed into the car? That's a really good question. I don't know either, because like he was with his girlfriend, but she didn't have a car because she was like, well, you're going to take me to the airport, right? Yeah. So did she take a cab and just drop the bags off near the car? And then he had to come out and load them into the car. I mean, I didn't see her getting out of a cab. We just see her by the car. Mm. I, I don't know where the bags came from. Yeah. And I don't know why they weren't already packed in the car. It was just yeah. kind of to put him there. I was like, just to put him there for. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even think of it. Yeah. But they were like loading up and then he was like going to hide from the teacher, from the principal. Would you have gone to Hawaii by yourself? Um, how serious is the relationship? That's a good point. Yeah. If it's like just dating, you know, and what I mean, I guess you would go away, you would go to Hawaii with someone you're serious with. I don't know. If it wasn't like too serious, it'd be like, sorry. <laughs> but if it was serious, I'd be like, okay, this sucks. Let's postpone it and do it, you know, do it another time. And also, who bought the tickets? Did he buy the tickets or did they chip in or split it? Well, if, if he bought them, that's just mess. Yeah, that's, just straight that's if he paid for all of it, that's kind of cold. Kim or whatever. But what if they were non-refundable or the hotel was non-refundable? You know, I would, yeah, I would go. That's another point. It's like if they were serious, then it would have survived that. And if they weren't serious, then who cares? <laughs> You're like, I don't care. I'm in Hawaii. So because he won Christy. <laughs> yes. She's, yeah, she's definitely better than Kim or whatever her name was. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have my next note here about Christy Alley's sexy, but oh. Darcy already covered that. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And there's and this this '80s thing. And I don't know, maybe it lasted into the '90s and 2000s. But this idea of like, if you harass a girl enough for a date, she'll eventually give in and give it to you. That's sort of like a like a cute thing that happens in a lot of '80s movies, right? Like the guy is not her type, but he just bothers her enough and. Finally, she gives in. It's definitely a theme, a, a recurring theme in 80s movies. Um, you know, there's definitely times where we've seen it where it's like straight up rapey. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the persistence is annoying. I mean, yes, I get it. It's cute because she kind of is doing it back to him. She's definitely flirting with him. She's not like, get out of my face. You make me sick. I can't stand you. You know, it's not like it's not a it's not like a hostile relationship. Right. Had it been, it would be different. But she's definitely playing into it. So. I don't really have much to say about that. I, I won't get I won't get all feminist about that part. What do you think, Darcy? Did he cross the line? No, I mean, I think she I think she was playing too. Like she obviously liked him. She they were going back and forth. Like whenever there's like witty banter, I mean you can't really claim that like you're not into someone if you're like willing to kind of banter back and forth with them. There's at least some attraction. Yeah. Okay. But it was kind of like I was a little put off when he first saw her and like the first thing he said was like, you're cute. Yeah. I'm, like, what? I'm like, how about like, hi, like my name is blah, blah, blah. What's your name? Like, it was just a little bit, that was a little too much for me. I was Cause she said cute to his drawing and he was like, thanks. 
like so are you or something like something like that mm. yeah. he's like oh you meant this and he's like oh but you are cute yeah it was a little forward i was like nah yeah but then she didn't she she didn't leave so maybe they, he's like god oh, maybe I, I gotta i got it in here maybe it's yeah. okay all right so um i guess we could talk about the different kids in the class that are in this particular summer school. So these kids, they all filled this remedial English exam. So they have to take summer school and they have to take the test again to try to pass it. And the assumption is, I guess, if they don't pass it the second time, then they get left back or something. They don't really make the stakes clear for the kids. What happens if they don't pass the exam? Mm, they don't. They If they don't pass, I guess they, yeah, I guess they fail. Like they can't graduate because I'm assuming they're all, are they, aren't they they're all 16? They're not even seniors. Oh, they're not seniors? Some of them are 16, I thought, and some of them are 17. And by the way, I'm sorry, but not one of them looks 16. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> no. Like, your boy with the, the your you know, the stripper guy had, like, straight up, like, wrinkles in his forehead. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're not, I mean, nothing, that's fine, but I'm like, these people do not look 16. Yeah. But I mean, they're, yeah, so I guess they were supposed to be, like, uh, juniors and seniors or, or whatever. I don't really know. Maybe they were going to get left back. I'm not sure. Okay. Because the kids don't seem that interested in passing the exam to begin with. So I just I wasn't sure why they were, uh, what the consequences were for them not passing. I just think they were just, you know, slacker kids that didn't really think education was a big deal. You know, a lot of them, they were just like, whatever, who cares? Like, I'm going to be a goof off the rest of my life or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to do this or, you know, I feel like in the beginning, we're supposed to kind of see that they just, they just didn't really care. And that Mr. Shoop brought it all out. Okay. So... Who are, who are some of the kids in this class? And what are their personality types? Well, of course, we have my favorites, Chainsaw and Dave. Mm -hmm. Right, Dave? It's so funny. His name's Dave. Yeah, Chainsaw and Dave. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know. Like, watching them like now older, it was like they were kind of infuriating. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, you're so dumb. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but they were they were still funny, like lovable, goofy. Uh, they were definitely by far my favorite when I was younger. Um mm -hmm. They're very creative people. I mean, the, the scene with the bunny rabbits, like, I don't know how they had all of that makeup with them in the, <laughs> they took it all like to the amusement park. <laughs> that was like really impressive. I guess they, you know, they took a, they took a suitcase and they did all that stuff. I mean, oh that was God. very impressive. Yeah, um, they were good. I just, I'm kind of making a joke because I, <laughs> where did they get the stuff to do that scene? <laughs> you <laughs> didn't bring a, like a makeup kit with them, I'm sure, like a huge case of like stuff. It was just, it was funny to like watch now. But so, or, like, or the other scene, you'd think that they would have had us like when they do the, the substitute teacher walks into the room and yeah. everyone's been massacred. Oh man. Like that was so good. You would have thought the teachers would have been like, see, he's got promise. He's smart. He can do this or that. But no, not really. It was very amazing. I, I when I was younger, like it's it both scared me and amazed me at the same time. That mm -hmm. one scene. So we have a Pam who mm -hmm. I find insufferable in this movie. I'm sorry, but I cannot stand her. She is pushy and rude and obnoxious and self-centered, and I just wanted her to go away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she irritated you're me. You're talking about the surf, the surfing girl, Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah. Oh my God, she was such a bitch like acting like she like like the teacher owes her i'm gonna stay here and like honey why did you invite someone i'm like get this crazy bitch out of your house like what are you doing yeah, yeah he oh did she obviously was, had a crush on him and he did nothing to discourage her i know at all. just like really about how inappropriate, inappropriate that is <laughs> like that he, she even stayed there at all or was even in his house 
or like the first when they were having the party and she went in the room and like closed the door i'm like no don't let her close yeah. the door oh my <laughs> god imagine that today like it's yeah. your word against hers now like yeah that? that's that's a good point oh, yeah and then like, wow. she lies on the she lies on the bed with him I know. and then kirsty alley comes over like i you could tell by some of his looks that he knew she had a crush on him and he wasn't doing anything about it which well, okay he- that's your decision. That's not but totally you, true. You have to know how it looks when someone comes over the house and sees what's going on in your house, that this this 16-year-old girl who's your student is living with you, right? and you're acting like, oh, everything's fine. That's I mean, Chris, crazy. Christy Alley definitely didn't react enough in that scene. No, she did not. This, I thought that that was weird because she was like, oh, you're going to do damage to this girl. Like, I don't know. She just, she wasn't shocked enough. Like, if I walked in, I like, you know to a fellow teacher and a student, you know, if it was like a high school student was making them dinner, I'd be like, uh, we need to talk. Like, this is so inappropriate. Well, cause she also said, she's like, Oh, come back for breakfast. I'll make French toast. So she, the implication was that and she was sleeping there. She yeah. Was sleeping there. But the scene in the bedroom, you know, he was laying there and he was just like, Oh, Hey. And it's like, they're very like chill people. Like whatever, man, like surfs up, like, like who cares? Like good vibes. But he definitely was like, Hey, you know, like let's, go back to the party now. Like he saw what was going on and like he had a face. He was like, all right, this is getting weird. So he did at first try to like, kind of say like, I'm your teacher. Like this is not going to be a thing. But then he lets her move in. Talking about Nick's weird screwed up signals. Exactly. He knew about it, but he did not discourage it really at all. I don't think he did. Not at least uh, as much as he should have. And you're right. Kirstie Alley didn't, didn't really react as much as she should have either. No, I would have been like way weirded out about that. Well, like, In his defense, I would say, or I guess in both their defenses, I think that she knew that, like, there was nothing happening. Like, we don't get the vibe from him that he's, like, that type of teacher. So maybe that could be why, like, her reaction wasn't as big as if it was someone else. Because I think she really knew in her heart that, like, they weren't, like, sleeping together or whatever. So that could be. Yeah. I mean, I he definitely didn't he was didn't give off a creepy teacher vibe, but it was just still very weird that yeah. that was her request, and then that she made it seem like he had to do it, and then like she's like at one point, you know, after he tells her that she can't stay there, she's like, "You put me through hell." Yeah, uh-uh, what you that put about? I don't even understand what that's what why that I didn't is. like her because she's like, "You put me through all this," and I'm like, "He didn't do anything to you. Like you literally invited yourself to stay at his house." Yeah, that was so dramatic. Felt bad for you, and now you're <laughs> gonna be a psycho about it, like. <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, having your period does not get you out of a class no. for the day. Sorry. Well, I, yeah, I think the point there was that he didn't know that it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a big deal. So he was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> so, like, that's definitely not a thing. Like, maybe you can go to the bathroom, but you don't get to, like, just not go to school or, like, not go to class. Yeah, but, okay. So that scene, when she when she goes to leave, and they go, oh, she's just going to go surfing. She She looks back and she goes... I'm sure. I, I don't know what that means. Is that was that an '80s thing that I just yeah. did not understand? Like totally. Like I'm totally sure. Like yeah, it's an '80s. It's an '80s thing. Really? It means that she was like what she's saying that like yeah sure like I w- I'm not going to <laughs> but she obviously is. Okay, I don't know if I knew. The weird that one. '80s thing. I'm like weird '80s like vernacular. I don't. I don't think I ever said it, but I've heard it enough times where I. Like I, I'm pretty sure I know what, what that means. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think I ever knew that one. Uh, there was something else too in them. Oh, oh, so uh, all right, we're going through all the all the different students. So the one that slept all the time. Yeah. It turns out he's sleeping all the time. 
Larry, right? His name was because Larry, I think. He was hot. Larry, I think so. Was he hot? He was hot? He was not. Okay. I'm just saying, like, he had, like, like forehead wrinkles, yeah, like, more than me. I'm like, what? Okay, so it, it did make sense that he all, he he spent his nights chipping, as a Chippendale dancer? Yeah, because, that makes sense. Okay. Okay, I don't, I don't know. So, a couple of questions there. I have a question about that. Yeah, why don't you start with your questions? <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily totally about him, but I have a question about why um, Mark Harmon was in that club. Yeah. Hey, listen, I I do not judge. I'm not a you know, but we all know that he's not gay in the in the movie. He does not portray a, hom- a homosexual man. No. This is obviously a woman's strip club or stripper, you know, like stripper night. Mm-hmm. And he's there to like pick up women. Maybe I'm not yeah. really sure. It was just a <laughs> weird place for him to be. <laughs> like, I could not understand this part. I could not understand this part because they they have him eating peanut butter and jelly with uh, the dog and saying he, they need a woman. <laughs> I want to vomit. That scene, is disgusting. that scene makes me want to throw up. It's so gross. I would never do that with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gross scene. Um, so yeah, the, he's he's eating peanut butter and jelly with the dog, and um, then the, he says, "I need to uh, I need to find a good woman." And then it cuts to him at this this Chippendale dance male strip club. And he goes up to like a woman much older than him and says that he's from Playgirl magazine. Yeah, that was weird. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Somebody first of all, she's there. not like an attractive, like sexy woman that he would, you know, go up to. I, I would imagine, you know, generally his type of what we've already seen the kind of girls he's into. Right. And he goes up to that woman and says that. I'm like, is that a is that a pickup line? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, <laughs> really weird. First of all, why are you here and what does that mean? It was very strange. That <laughs> <It> was strange. <laughs> I forgot about that part. I blocked it out. It was <laughs> like they needed to have him. They needed to have him find out that like Larry was a stripper. Yeah, but they couldn't think of a better. Yeah. Way. <laughs> that was a fail. No, there there must have been something cut out. There had to have been a, a missing scene or something. I, I have to imagine that. Yeah. Well, that got him to that place. Uh, so, okay, so yeah, why was Mark Hamill at the male strip club? Harmon. And. Uh, what? Harmon. Mark Harmon. Mark, what would I say? Mark Hamill? Yeah, that's so. someone we went to high school with. <laughs> no, Mark Hamill is played Luke Skywalker. Oh, no, Mark Hamill is <laughs> Mark <laughs> Hamill is, is Luke Skywalker. Who? Wait. Oh, Hamill. Never mind. Hamill, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, who else is in that class now? We have the person who I, for a split second, had my head turned away, and I was like, is that Wanda Sykes? It sounds like Wanda Sykes. And it was not Wanda oh, Sykes. Young. The young woman who um, Denise, yeah, Denise, the dyslexic girl, the dyslexic, and the and she is a, she's so funny. She stands up and gives like st- she basically gives like stand up comedy several yeah. times yeah. in the classroom. She stands Pretty up and gives monologues, right? The see the scene when she finally passed her test, oh. she f- comes out of the seat with the seatbelt on has yeah. cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. So goddamn funny. I don't know why that is. She's just so, so excited. She's like, ah, and then she's like out and then she goes back in. She takes the driving test and she jumps out of the car and pulls her right back in. It is such classic like slapstick, but man, is that a great scene. It is so yeah. freaking funny and I just love her for it. She gets pretty far outside the car before it pulls her back in. <laughs> you know? She really does. It's so uh, relatable too because when I passed I failed my first road test and then the second time I passed and that's how I felt just like 
euphoric. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But really, yeah. can you can you be that bad of a driver? I mean, they show her driving several times, and it's like, can you really be that <laughs> <Yeah>. bad? <laughs> it's a little unbelievable that she would even like anyone would ever even let her be behind the wheel of a car at all. Like, and she's obviously taken the test several times. From what we're kind of you know, from what we surmise, like from just how she explains it. Mm-hmm. Is that it's been um you know a few times that she has not passed it so yeah it's not her first time behind the wheel and then we have we have the um, pregnant girl played by Shawnee Smith I love her she's like my besides her being pregnant she's like my spirit animal she's mm-hmm. so pretty and so <laughs> like I love the way she like dresses and she's just so like yeah man like I don't know I love I just love her I think she's the coolest yeah she's she, she was in a lot of stuff in the eighties and I always I always liked her I don't I never I don't think I've ever seen her before but I love her never saw Who's Harry Crumb with John Candy <laughs> I've heard of it but I don't think I've, I've seen it Darcy no I've never seen that interesting but how about how she has her baby and then like an hour later she's like yeah. she's true yeah I was like, wondering how long how like yeah. where the, the time oh lapse was. Like, like, are you okay? <laughs> because it's still apparently summer vacation. Like it's not like summer's over and school. They haven't so even gotten their test six, results back. It's six weeks late. Like six weeks is like summer school, and then she has a baby. She looks perfect, and it's already up for adoption, and she's done. And like you know, it's just like the whole thing was a little quick. I mean, I thought yeah, it was very really progressive really- how they. <laughs> did that with like the adoption and how they did you know the dyslexia for the 80s i mean that was a lot of stuff that people don't i don't think talked about that much like dyslexia in 87 i don't don't know that that was like a thing it's possible but i also don't know how the kid would have recognized that it was dyslexic because i actually paused the screen and looked at that uh letter Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of spelling mistakes but for a remedial english student of 16 years old i would have been like doesn't seem that weird. It didn't look dyslexic. The fact that it was another student that recognized that there was a problem. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what sixteen year normal sixteen year olds would know, but it didn't look that suspect. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I saw that. I was like, that doesn't really look like dyslexia. But I like that they put it in there, and it was to me, it was kind of cool to like talk about something that's not talked about a lot. I actually had a feeling that that was going to be the case. Like, I just, I don't know. I kind of called it out before. I mean, uh, Dave and I watched it together. I was like, you can watch it with me. Did he never, has he ever seen, did your, has your husband ever seen the movie? Yeah, he saw it. He was really, he had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun watching it together. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as a type that's like into movies like that, but. Oh, well, he like, is. He, he's kind of like a cheese ball, like, like that. <laughs> Perfect. He's not, but in one way he is, but I'm like, I bet she's dyslexic. Oh, when she does the written assignment, but she just but says she it all from memory. It, she won't give it in. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. She doesn't want anyone to see what she's written. So that kind of like tipped me off in the beginning when she's first reading that, her essay or whatever. But for the pregnant girl, in the beginning, he's going through and he's saying, oh, you used to be like, you used to be a C student. Now you're an F. And she stands up and she's like, oh, the baby. And it's like, does that make you stupid? Like, <laughs> does being pregnant <laughs> make you an idiot? Mean- I mean, focus away from, yeah, it's like, but it's the English language, you know, if you're good at English, you're good at English. I think they just wanted it to be something else kind of controversial and they needed another teenage issue Mm. to to go along with the other people that, you know, like we have two alcoholics, apparently, you know, that are 16, (laughs) 16 year old alcoholics. And, you know, yeah, so it's just, it's like, you know, they needed another thing and teenage pregnancies, you know, obviously is an, an issue. So. Yeah, it's it's funny that they're not only alcoholics, but very outspoken about it. The teacher knows about it. 
Like their parents know about it. They just drink out in the open all the time. And their parents, I mean, well, we don't see Dave's parents really, do we? I mean, but we see Chainsaw's parents. We see them in the last scene. Yeah. They're in the office. people. Like they're not yeah. like, you know, degenerate. Like you kind of expect them to come in like ripped wife beaters with like stains everywhere and be like, ah, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's just like, whatever. No one cares about me. I'm just going to go drinking like all the time. And it's like his, he comes from a pretty good family. Yeah. Um, I do want to actually go back just quickly to the when we were talking, like we were talking about the uh, scene where she, where he gives the um, paper, uh, Denise's paper to Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. Kirstie or Christie? Is it Christie or Kirstie? I keep saying Kirstie. It's Ki- Kirstie, I think, right? It, is it Kirstie? It's Kirstie Alley, right? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. Um, and there's a table, right? I think, is it the, the same scene? There's a table full of junk food. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Hawaiian, let's just talk the about Hawaiian, Hawaiian punch. punch in yeah. a can for a second. A big ass I'm can. Sorry, but it tasted so much better when it came in that can. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. It is. It was so much better. You got to put the holes on both sides. Yes. And also, I wasn't today years old, but it was, it's been recent <laughs> that I realized that chocodiles chocodiles. Like dials. I used to call them chocodillies. For like my whole life, so I learned. I mean, I didn't learn that then, but I was thinking about it because it it's only been like five years. Because I was always like chocodillies, chocodillies. People are like, what is a chocodilly? I'm like that snack cake from the '80s, and they're like chocodile. I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, you only found this out recently? Revelation. Got it. Okay. Wow, they're just chocolate covered Twinkies, right? I, I know they were pretty good. I think they were more than that. They were more like a, weren't they more like sandwichy? Were they were they cream filled? I don't remember, but I like them. Mom used to get them. Oh yeah, chocodillies. Even though it was in front of my face, I still call it chocodillies. Choc- I like chocodillies better. They don't represent. They don't look like crocodiles. They don't, right? But I mean, I get the name now, you know. So anyway, sorry, little sidetrack. Okay, so the the, the pregnant girls uh, ends up falling in love with the football guy, which I guess okay. They don't paint the football guy initially as being someone who who wouldn't date her. Like it would make the narrative would make more sense if like the football guy was like, no, I only did like the popular hot girls in school. And then falls in love with like the degenerate pregnant girl, but they didn't really build that into his character. Like a pregnancy <laughs> kink or whatever. What? Oh, whoa. He has like a pregnancy kink. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and then she she ends up giving the baby away. Like, what if he's like, I don't like you anymore? Well, what it's not even his baby. baby. Yeah. Oh my god, I love when she says. Well, David Lee Roth is on tour, and I don't want to. Oh yeah, who's the father? Oh, he's on. Whatever. I was like, yeah. the, the Moscow was like this way, please. She was like, so she was just like, so oh, cool. I love her. I just loved her personality. Yeah, yeah. She was in a couple of things in the eighties. I, I always liked her. Um, then we have the Italian girl. Oh my god, Anna Maria, I believe. Yeah, Anna Maria. So she's a foreign exchange, not for exchange student. She's moved here from Italy, from Milan, and she's taking the remedial summer school English course to brush up on her English before the school year. But she does not have to take this exam. Apparently not. She's yeah, just she there in, right. to hang out and learn English. And the two horror guys, Chainsaw and Dave, take an immediate liking Are to in her. love with her. Yeah. And... They kind of make her to be sort of dumb, I think, right? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know if she's dumb. I mean, she's, uh, to be honest, like, I know she's supposed to be very pretty and all that, but she's a very uninteresting character to me. Like, she's just 
whatever. She doesn't really have much personality. True. Very passive. I did. Yeah. She's just whatever. Um, I think it's just that she doesn't know the language that well. So they yeah. kind of, it well, comes off a little stupid. Like but the there's, language. when they do the screening of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. um, she goes, it is. she's like, it's very, she's like, it's very American. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is God. such a perfect description. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. It's so American. <laughs> like, yes, it is. But there was a, a thriving Italian. There was a thriving horror scene in Italy in the eighties as well, because they they pumped out some horror movies. Mario Argento is known for being like gruesome, and I mean he's he does some gross stuff. Exactly, so it's not like it's a secret to the Italians. And they like spun off uh, Night of the Living Dead or Day of the Day of the Dead into like a whole other Italian series that went like off the rails. So I know that they yeah. they they had horror there. So it, when they at the petting zoo and she comes out with the rabbits. And the, the Dave and Chainsaw come out with the rabbits, and she's like, "It's a lie!" Like she's she doesn't understand until the end that it's it's a fabrication. Oh, she gets like kind of upset. But she's it's like, like, "Why do you lie?" Yeah, it's like you know what horror is. You don't have to be American, you know. <laughs> you don't have like messed up jokes in Italy because, like, I, I agree that it was like kind of crazy, and it's just funny because everything they do is in her honor. Like, it's all in her honor. And, yeah. yeah, they do the, they they put the firecracker. I want to do that. I'm sorry. She, Who's like, with me? She's like, <laughs> oh, you make you make the fruit bombs for me. She's like fruit bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to yeah. stick a piece of like firecracker or something like inside a cantaloupe and like toss it. I think that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> just like once to see what happens so this this actress had two other roles that i know of that i looked up were kind of interesting she is actually italian she is actually well she's she's yeah. italian descent but she was born in argentina in argentina yeah but she was if you ever saw um well she was a lot of vagina in the uh mike myers movie uh, mm-hmm. mystery man what's that movie called oh. austin powers she played a lot of vagina oh. And then, if you ever watched RoboCop 2, that movie was interspersed with futuristic commercials. And one of them was for a Sunblock 5000, which was this blue goop that you just spread all over your entire body. She was the model from that commercial, Sunblock 5000 Go. But that's a very, like, famous scene from that movie. Um, So, yeah. So, they... He takes them on these... He takes them to the petting zoo. He takes them to the go-karts. And I don't know if they would let an eight-month pregnant 16-year-old girl... Drive the go karts. They would I not. No, they're on the roller coaster. I'm like, yeah. how is that pregnant girl on the roller coaster? Oh, she was on the roller coaster too. I, I, I didn't mean, even see that. It looked like they were all on the roller coaster. Yeah. those bars come over you, and they I mean, just, they like, wouldn't let you. Not that much, especially that much <laughs> pregnant. I mean, but and I like that the the geeky guy's grandmother called it a throw up ride. <laughs> I laughed so hard because I used to call it that when I was little. I used to call it throw up rides. Like that's so like the ones that just spin around in circles. I used to call them throw up rides. It was a lot of funny things. Like he, in the very beginning, they say something. They like, I don't even want to be in this this butthole class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they say like they're like talking about like they're just saying all these words like jism and like I don't know just like all these like gross. Stuff. Oh yeah. That's more Kirstie Alley's like, hey, can you keep the curses down? Try and make some- Oh my god, what's that? What's that noise? Darcy? Darcy, are you okay? Oh, I, th- I, I think the wilderness got to Darcy. I guess that's just part of living in Alaska. Well, hopefully we'll have her back again soon sometime. If she, <laughs> if she survived that 
that would sound like a bear fight. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good luck, Darcy. I guess we'll check up on you later. Uh, all right. So I guess it's just you and me for the, the final few scenes here. Um, so we were talking about um, all the the good things that... Uh, Mr. Shoop? Mr. Shoop. We were talking about Mr. Shoop was doing all these nice things and he was getting them to study. Uh, but eventually, I don't remember the situation, but he gets fired. What, what what was the situation there? Well, he gets in trouble because he's basically, I think they find out about a lot of things that he's doing that are would be considered inappropriate. Um, I'm mm. pretty sure they found out about the girl, you know, staying with him. And he was taking them to amusement parks and doing kinds of like fun stuff with them that he that like teachers probably shouldn't be doing when they're trying to teach summer school. I mean, he did do a lot of good things, but it, it was unorthodox. And we already know that. What was his name? The t- the administrator. Yeah. He hated him anyway. Yeah. Like, sure. you know, he had it in for him. So, so yeah. So he tries to, he wants to get him fired and he's just like, you know what? I don't care. I'll go sit on the beach. Like doesn't matter to me. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what he does. So he leaves and he goes to sit on the beach. Okay. And then the administrator, I think, takes over the class at that point or tries to. Or he, does he, he bring in a sub? He brings in a sub. Well, yeah, he comes in and they're all just like, we don't care about you because you're a jerk. Mm. And then they, he does bring in a new teacher and they pull this amazing, which is honestly in my brain from when I was a kid, it is the most amazing scene ever. And it scared me. It both scared me and it was endearing. I don't know. I, I couldn't get enough of the scene when they scare off the, the new teacher doing mm. this horror scene. Cause we all know that Dave and Chainsaw are obviously huge horror fans. So somehow they have this, I, I they have obviously have a future if they don't pass school at whatever, they have a future in special effects because it's seriously the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It was, very, it, um, was it Tom Savini? Like, I guess, is that the, the guy's name who does all the special effects for the horror movies? Tom, I don't, is that his last name? I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm confusing him with that guy that was on like celebrity rehab. I don't think that's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. there's people. I don't, I think that, I think you're right. That is, might be the last name. Okay. Yeah. It was very cool. Like that one of them had the saw coming out of his head. Right. And, you know, it was uh, great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it, I, yeah, it scares off the, the substitute teacher, but the administrator, I think knows exactly what's going on. And he's like, I'm just going to keep, getting subs in here or he's, he's I don't know he, he's not fooled by it and he he um he decides that they're basically going to have to take the test even if they they're not, they're not going to hire Mr. Shoot back I believe right but they're going to force the kids to take the exam anyway and they actually do hire him back they do hire him back they hire him back under the condition that everybody pass they say you can have him back because they're like we want shoot back you know we love him and he did great things for us so he's like, we can, you can come back, but everyone's got to pass this test. Okay. So the rule is if they all pass the exam, they'll bring back Mr. Shoop. Right. Well, he does help. He, he's there for it. So he comes back and he's like, listen, you guys are going to study and you're going to do great. It's going to be amazing. And they have like the whole montage of people studying and doing different things and the music in the background, you know, mm-hmm. they play mind over matter, some, you know, cheesy song. And um, they all study, and then he's uh, he's in there and proctoring the exam. Okay, so this is the part I wanted to talk about. So right when the exam's about to start, a guy walks in mm-hmm. with oh. the <laughs> bathroom pass. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, is there a close for testing? <laughs> he's like, it's a guy who asked to go to the bathroom in the very first uh, day of, of class. 
-hmm. And now he's coming back for the test with the bathroom pass. Now, I guess my question is, was he just cutting? Was it just supposed to be known that he was just basically took the bathroom pass and just cut the entire school? Or is it supposed to be funny that he actually was in the bathroom? Because that's, I don't think it's that kind of humor, right? He said his zipper got stuck. Right. That's why he said he was out. That's why he said he was in the bathroom that long. That's the only explanation they offer. And he takes the test. He takes the test. And as we'll find out, scores the highest out of everyone. (laughs) So my guess is that he, I don't know why he got the bad score to begin with, but he probably was the smartest in the class or. He didn't need to be there. Or had his own method. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't need to be there. And he knew it. And he took the bathroom pass, and I, I think he sized up uh, Mark Harmon in like a second. You know, first day of class, he looks at him, he goes, "I'm not staying here," and he just basically says, "And I bet you this guy's not going to stop me either," and just takes the bathroom pass and leaves, and yeah. he'll come back <laughs> till the end of the school year. And it it's funny because I forgot about him too. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah, totally forgot about him. So they're sitting and waiting for the exams uh, results, the exam results to come in. And I think they're told that they have to all show up at the superintendent's office. So they, yeah. So they get the, um, uh, I'm so bad with this, his names. Um, she goes into labor during the test, like they're in the, like at, at the end of the test. Oh, actually. that's right. Yes. Like very, very end. They're like, oh, she's in labor. We have to go. So she, they leave. And then kind of the next thing that you see is them all kind of sitting on a, on a porch. I don't know. I'm like a restaurant, maybe like a, you know, some kind of deck outside. And she comes by and he's like, and they're like, bad news. He's like, they need to see you. So they all like, so no. So they, they do all fail. Some, some of them pass. Well, I think, I think one or two pass, but like not by a lot. It was right. It wasn't good. The average was fail. So then there, so Shoop is like, they're ready. Cause he's super excited. He's like, oh good. He's going to have, you know, his papers or his resignation papers are going to be sent in and he's going to be fired and he's gone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, the head Dean guy is like, well, not so fast. There's some people that want to speak on behalf of Mr. Shoop. And he's like, all oh, those degenerate kids, like who cares about them? And he's like, no, they're parents. Right. So the parents come in and they start talking a bit praising and talking about how this one, you know, passed her driving test and then she's enrolled in like a dyslexia school and or classes or whatever. And like mm. one of them, so like how they just how they've changed and how they for the better. And then they start going over the scores and saying like, yeah, he's like, well, every, you know, they all most of them fail. And he's like, yeah, but then you see the difference is that somebody went from like a 16 to a, a 57 is a big difference, you know, so they improved just because they didn't pass. They improved. I guess. I mean, a 16 is like unbelievably bad. Oh, like an idiot. I mean, yeah, that's if it's if you if you if it was multiple choice, A, B, C or D, anything under 25 percent is like worse than than just guessing, you know. Right. So, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, an improvement to 50 something is still to me. I, I, I'm almost on the administrator's side. Like, no, I'm not going to be celebrate your kids getting 50 something in English. That's not really acceptable well i mean the point is is that they did better with him and they're better people so even they if they trying. didn't they were yeah they they were trying to be better under him so that was the whole point i mean he gets the girl in the end right and it's not all that matters he, do, he does <laughs> but i mean wasn't he he got okay so he got if, if he kept his job and got rehired back it would have been as a gym teacher not as an english teacher right right i think so i don't really understand why it hinged on his test scores for teaching english he should have been teaching in the first place. <laughs> um, probably not, but you know, I get maybe the school the school district was really tight. <laughs> they just needed somebody. I 
I don't know. I it's guess. a silly movie. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. true. So then he winds up uh, walking along the beach with Kirstie Alley. They make out and the and the dog finds his toy. The do- yeah, that's right. We, I don't think we talked about that, but the dog's toy got lost in the ocean. And he was really upset about it in like a weird B story that no, I don't know. It was, it was just really strange that that was like a side story going on that the dog lost his toy. Yeah. But he, you know, he tried to give him the, the same thing, but it was new and he didn't want it because it wasn't old and smelly, I guess. And mm-hmm. then like, as soon as, you know, him and Kirstie Alley were making out on the beach, the dog finds his toy and it's just such a happy ending and everyone is happy. And yeah. But it's just that, that story didn't have anything to like the dog story. Wasn't a parallel to the human story. I don't know. I just felt like it had very little to do with, with anything. <laughs> he just loved his dog. I don't know. <laughs> I really, I couldn't tell you. All right. So that is summer school. It sure is. And uh, let's start, we can talk about the numbers now. Um I actually don't know what the budget is. Let me look it up. Looking at my notes. Sometimes, you know, when you write them and you read them again, you're like, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> this makes no sense. Um, why am I having trouble finding the budget? I just I just saw what it made in the box. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to help you, but I, I don't know. Did That's you find weird. the budget? No. Why doesn't it tell you? What's, is it a secret? Maybe it's a secret. Yeah, well, I can't find the budget. <laughs> um. So this made $35 million in its box office run, which is, I guess, average. It's about, I, yeah. yeah. I guess depending on the budget, but I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't, it's, I mean, Kirstie Alley was pretty famous and I guess Mark Harmon was then too. Yeah, I, mean, I think he was, yeah. And I don't know. I just can't, everyone else was just like some kids. I mean, obviously Courtney Thorne Smith went on to become more famous, but I don't, I don't think she was anything back then. What what was what was she famous for? Um, the only thing that I really remember her being famous for is Melrose. Was it Melrose Place? I think. Yeah, Melrose Place. Was she in Melrose Place? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure she did other stuff, but that was the only thing that I really remember her doing. Maybe some Lifetime movies. I don't know. That sounds about right. I guess that's pretty decent. I mean, for the movie, it's it's. I think that's very uh, as average for a well performing comedy of that era. You know. Yeah. So yeah, very average. All right, so let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have an idea of what the critics or audience score would be? Hmm, I'm going to say 48%, and I'm going to say the audience was 73. Okay, so you think the critics didn't like this, and the audience has some positive feelings about it. Yeah, I I think, I think. (laughs) I don't know, but I guess we'll see. Okay. Well, the uh, critic score is 56, mm-hmm. so a little bit better than you than you thought. And the audience score is 58. Oh, no. What's so up, people? Is, yeah, this is rotten. <laughs> That's uh, not cool. For both. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Some critics here. The, uh, the moral is a sweet one. If you try, you never fail. The world is graded on a curve. I don't know if that's being facetious, but that, that is kind of true. <laughs> Yeah. Roger Ebert, a comedy so listless, leisurely, and unspirited that it was an act of the will for me to care about it, even while I was watching it. Jeez. Why is he so aggro? Oh, my God. He's such a jerk. He hates, like, he literally hates everything. I bet you he thinks that anything that, I don't know, what does he like? That's a good question. We should try to find those <laughs> that he, he actually like, likes. What does Roger Ebert actually like? Yeah. Um, let's see. Unoriginal, unfunny. 
I don't think it was unoriginal. I mean, I don't think it was unoriginal. It was a comedy. I mean, what what did you want? I don't know. It was an eighties comedy. What the hell do you want? I I thought it was a pretty interesting concept. I mean, what what else? What other movie that can you think of from that time is exactly like that? That has the same concept. No, not a lot. I mean, um, I guess schoolroom comedies. Maybe there were a few, but I, I thought this was pretty original. Yeah. All right. So let's do scores. Right, you want to go first? Okay, so my score for this is, uh, I'm going to give it a six. I don't know if I can classify this as a pretty good movie, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay. And but it was pretty cheesy. So yeah, I think a seven on the cheese meter and a six for overall enjoyability. Okay. So I'm going to have to go ahead and give it a seven because I actually think this movie is pretty good. I mean, not amazing, but um, definitely sweet and def- funny. And I just, I've always liked it since I was younger. So um, yeah, seven for me. And then I'm going to do a five on the cheese factor. I mean, while it was cheesy, I didn't think it was overly cheesy. There wasn't parts. And there's parts where I was like, oh Lord, but like it generally, it was not an an incredibly over the top, like cheesy movie. So I'm going to put it like smack dab in the middle and give it a five. Okay. So seven and a five. Yep. Uh, Anything else? Any final words? I don't know. I just hope Darcy's all right out there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to find out what her scores are some, sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll check in with her and uh, we'll let you know. Uh, okay, so um, I think that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next week on Just the Cheese, Please. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>